you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. The Around the NFL podcast cleans asbestos from the factory of sadness. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Anzis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. It's happening. I had to spend one summer at an asbestos awareness class. <laughs> Wait, was that what? part of your probation? No, I was involved with my old law firm job. They were remodeling, and I was the only one allowed on the floor. So I had to go. I think I probably got asbestosis for a while, contributed to my asthma. The entire summer? Well, you had to go, like, for a week or two. Chris Wessling's roaring 30s. (laughs) I was in my 20s when this this happened. Um, Well, I'm glad. We're all glad that you're still with us. And while on the subject of health, I just want to send out a, a wish for a speedy recovery. To someone who's very close to us at this podcast, uh, someone we look up to, we respect their work, uh, suffered an unfortunate injury in an athletic uh, uh, contest of some kind, Bono of U2. So get well soon, but just kidding. Daniel Jeremiah <laughs> tore his uh, Achilles tendon uh, playing basketball, DJ. So I know that we sometimes, ha- or I have, have my issues with Yeah, DJ. don't include us on this. However... I did not want to see that happen. And to to Damashek, who said on on Twitter that on some level I was using this as an angle to get onto DJ's show, not totally inaccurate, but at the same time, I never wanted it to happen this way. Get well I, soon. Wow. DJ. I sent him a message um, on Twitter, a, d- a DM, as they call it, and said, you know, sorry to hear about this. And he wrote back, thanks, dude. So he is still operating online. He is still <laughs> with us on Twitter and in other various portals. DJ operates Twitter like he's Dan Cortez. What does that mean? <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> the old Dan, Cor- Dan Cortez reference. That, <laughs> that and the skewing nineties again. Spoken as a guy who like only watched the first Real World season, right there. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have a great show today. 
But seriously, get well soon, DJ. That was that was bad news. Uh, we have a great show. We're gonna and do... Bi- actually, Bono, stay how you are. <laughs> Who needs more? Do Bono? not do not take shots at Bono. You know that's <laughs> he had not, a bad week. You know the guy almost fell out of a freaking plane too. Poor Bono. Anyway, we have a great show today. Uh, we're gonna get into w- one of our favorite games. We we love to play our games. Uh, what's more likely? We're gonna throw out some some what's more likely questions. Uh, to the to the group here, I have some written up, <clears throat> just doing my job, Greg, doing my job. I know, we didn't prepare any, so I hope you're not counting on that. Uh, yeah, we'll also get into the Thursday night game, a little Thursday night preview, uh, and also, of course, we're going to do some news. Uh, before that, Greg, you wanted to uh, reach in oh, to yeah. uh, an email we received recently about, uh, or we, you, what were you doing? You were looking Well, we've into, got a whole, you yeah. know, a great new member of the team helping us. On uh, you know social media, Mike, and you know he had the idea. Social that, media, Mike. Yeah, that, social that has media, a nice Mike. To it. And you know he was saying it'd be cool if we like read one of the comments mm. on our iTunes page as a way to kind of you know hey go give us some five stars on iTunes you know help us out a little bit. We not many comments lately. All that it helps the show. So we were gonna read it out loud. Do you want to read it, Dan? I love to read. Maybe if it's positive, I love to read everything positive. All right, bet. Uh, this is from I Need Gas too. <laughs> Jeez. All right, buddy, hang in there. Uh, best po- NFL podcast ever. Five stars. These guys are nothing but hilarious and intelligent. Each member of the team has a unique personality. Wow. And it's not just the group agreeing on everything. The arguments are half the fun. They involve the audience, don't pull punches, and are great about keeping an unbiased take on every team, mostly. It's My- talking about you there, Mark. My number one overall podcast and number one NFL should be Daily Show based purely on entertainment value. That's pretty good. That's, That's a good one. Which one of you guys wrote that? <laughs> That's almost uncomfortably nice. I don't like at it first when I hear. I felt uncomfortable reading it at first, but then as the compliments started to wash over, it mm. felt good, and I just started getting into the read a little bit. I like it. You know, so if you, you maybe, Mark, no maybe we'll, we'll be, no, we'll it's a little read. bit much. Let's just, you know, we're, we're, we're at the point where we're just going to gloat over ourselves at this point. Have you yeah. been around the last year and a half? That's all we do. That's a big thing. Maybe so, the guy maybe would th- have gas Maybe people car. hear this. They'll leave their own and, you know, they'll get written. Maybe they can be more creative than this. It'll be funny. Something, you know, we if laugh If you about. write a review. Well, nice job. None of this four-star garbage or three-star, <laughs> not so bad, not so good, five-star classic oh podcast. Gosh. We might read it on the air. So if you go to iTunes, this is despicable stuff we're doing right now. But that's how you win the game. You play to win the game. Joe Namath. We won the game last year without pandering to our audience. Now we pander. Oh, okay. We pander in 2K14. Uh, let's do some news. But uh, behind the glass, I, there's something different going on there and a, a familiar face. A, Look at this. A handsome face. A man that so eligible as a bachelor once uh, drew the – crush and admiration of one of our female fans. He is the immortal gold standard. Hey, guys. Oh, yeah. Don't act like you don't have a sound bit Good there. I, no, I didn't. I felt kind of weird. Round of applause. Dro- Give yourself a fake round of applause. Can we do this one? Yeah. Sure. Why not? No one, no You've one, been hanging out with TD too much. <laughs> <laughs> no one has helped the bank account of Cool in the Gang more than the Around the NFL podcast. So if That's any fair. new listeners to the show uh, this year, Zach Goldman, the gold standard, was our producer for... Much of this off season and last mm-hmm. year, I can't even really remember anymore. 
It's all just a blur, but it's good to have him back. Sitting in for Thank you so much. TD, busy working on another project he deemed more important than our oh, podcast. No, when he get do that? Town. So uh, Gold Center steps up and does his job. We also got uh, Zach Dressler working the video side of it today. Z Drizzle, is that what he came up yeah, with? Yeah, Z Drizzle. And social media Mike. And, of course, social media Mike as well, who's going to take us to the promised land. Gold Center, what's going on with you? Anything new? So little, my friends. Uh, <laughs> just back here in the promised land of Culver City, trying to trying to make it in America. Do you have a girlfriend to that one woman out there that was all over it? You know, I, I don't have a girlfriend right now. And Still in the mix, give, ladies. If you give me a five-star rating on iTunes, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Gold Standard and I are going to go on a double date at some point. I'm in. <laughs> all right, Gold Standard. Welcome back. We love having you here. Let's do some news. Let's do it. We start. Well, I'm used to having one of TD's little sound bites there. Now I'm little. I'm feeling a little bad about missing out on TD. Nothing against you. There's a rumor that he's locked in another room with duct tape over his mouth. Cannot <laughs> confirm or deny this. Zach, rumor. we told you about abductions. It's in a guys. broom closet. <laughs> All right, let's start. Let's start with some news, and we'll go with uh, Adrian Peterson, who is suspended officially without pay for the rest of 2014. This came down on Tuesday. The NFL announced that Peterson will be uh, out without pay and cannot be considered for reinstatement before April 15th, 2015. Uh, There was an appeal, correct, Greg, already? Well, his grievance was heard already, and that has been shot down by an independent arbitrator, so that isn't making the NFL Das or or, uh, Adrian Peterson very happy, so it's hard to see him coming back to the field anytime soon. Yeah, so this is... uh, and that's it. I mean, barring something really crazy, Adrian Peterson will not play this season. Uh, you know, without getting too much into it, I, I find the whole thing very frustrating. I don't think anybody handled this well, starting with Peterson's actions off the field, how the Vikings tried to get him back on the field and then pulled him off and then turned their back on him in my in my mind, the way the NFL maybe wasn't exactly done in a way that, that is easy to follow and follows the letter of the law. They're, it kind of seems like it's going all over the place. So it just ends with Adrian Peterson, one of the great players of, of our generation, disappearing for a year, and that's what happened. It's not over quite yet because he still has the appeal to the NFL, but now there's an argument who's going to hear that appeal, whether it's Roger Goodell or someone else. So don't worry. We'll still have more Adrian Peterson posts. It'll right. keep coming. Wonderful. A little more Adrian to come in the show, but uh, a little more fun talking about him. We move on. Robert Griffin the third is, again, at the center of controversy in Washington. Uh, We talked about how awful he was on Sunday as a player, uh, did not play well at all in a loss to the Bucs at home. After the game, he made some comments about uh, how a quarterback can't be great unless his teammates are great. That led to Jay Gruden on Monday uh, calling out RG3 and saying he's not even close to playing good enough as a quarterback and then also admonishing him for making those comments, saying Robert has to worry about Robert. Then RG3 comes back on Wednesday after uh, sending a Facebook uh, message out. This is exhausting, but this is the Redskins sending a Facebook message out saying, I would never throw teammates under the bus. RG3 has his media conference and uh, gives the same answer over and over again. We're, we're focused on San Francisco, gets a little cute, pulls a little Belichick move. And then Jake Rudin came out on uh, and did his press conference a couple hours after that and apologized for being so blunt in his assessment of RG3, saying he shouldn't have done that on Monday. Uh, th- this team, this franchise is addicted to drama, and it is none of it is healthy. 
RG3 can't say what he said. He, it, whether he threw his teammates under the bus or not, you're the quarterback, you're the leader. You cannot disparage your teammates by comparing them to what other quarterbacks have. And I'm glad Jay Gruden came down hard on him. And I prefer the Jay Gruden who got to speak his mind before Redskins management came to him and told him he had to change his message. <laughs> it's so obvious. Not only did Redskins management go to Jay and be like, pipe down, Jay. They went to RG3 and said, don't say a thing in your press conference. Every, everyone's getting muzzled as if that's going to fix it. It's just the whole thing is a mess. It's an exhausting team to deal with, I think, as a football writer at this point. And I, and I think part of it is the, is the media in Washington are all over RG3's every move and Gruden's every move. As are we. Yeah. But I would just say that of all the teams where, that had so much hope a couple seasons ago to where they are now, and it doesn't – everyone thought – I thought, oh, when they, get, when they flush Shanahan out of there. Right. Remember right? how crazy that was at the end of last year? You it's wouldn't awful. have thought it could have been just as bad this year. It somehow has gotten that bad, and I think it starts with the fact that RG3's play on the field, he hasn't won a game where he started and finished the game in over a year at this point. <sighs> it's like the, the, everyone had the comparison of him and Luck or home runs. It's just whatever – which one, everyone you pick, you can't go wrong for your organization. That's not been the case on any level. He's been a drama magnet. You guys are saying, you know, the organization told Gruden to do an about face. And I'm sure there was conversations, you know, with PR, with hires up. But I don't doubt that Jay Gruden regrets going that hard because he napalmed him. I mean, we don't normally see a coach say things like he took three step drops when he should have taken five. He took a one step drop when he should have taken three on a couple of things. He stepped up when he didn't have to. You know, Robert wasn't even close to being good enough. You can make the points that he's making without you know, going out of your way to embarrass him and say, like, this guy's not even close to being a good quarterback. And I don't doubt that Gruden had some regrets that he took that public he, instead of private. You know what that sounded like to me? Like a coach that was pissed. He was, it was a visceral reaction. Yes, yes. And not just to the play, but to the way what Griffin said afterward. And he got it, it came off his chest in a bad spot. A rookie coach, I guess that's a mistake that happens. And, Wes, we were talking about it today during lunch, how – uh, RG3 used to be this guy that was so fun to watch, not just on the field, but also when he talked to the media, the way he was open and, and fun. Now with the same things that, that I personally liked about him uh, when he would speak to the press and be kind of a unique guy are the same things that drive me crazy about him, uh, the way he kind of talks in circles, some of the just the strange turns of phrases, the way he, he brings attention onto himself when he's pretending like he's not trying to bring attention onto himself. There's some almost like A-Rod lack of self-awareness I involved here. totally agree. It's almost like he's tone deaf. And for me, the final straw was calling a press conference to say that you're not playing and quoting Winston Churchill along the <laughs> – <laughs> How important was this? do you think you are? When was this? Three or four weeks ago, right before the bye week when he wasn't allowed to play it. I think it was Colt McCoy's first game. Yeah. And he quoted Churchill for like three paragraphs. Well, he <laughs> compared himself to Rodgers and Peyton Manning, right, when he was talking He's, about the other quarterbacks. So, you know. Look, I don't know Churchill. how the Landry-era Cowboys ever won Super Bowls without reassuring messages from Stallback's – Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> How did teams operate God before? <laughs> something. I am God. And, and I tweeted that what happened to RG3, the guy, he went off the deep end. I got tons of feedback, negative feedback, critical feedback from Redskins fan, including one guy that wrote, you ha like I wrote what happened to RG3. You happened, you hunchback hippie. <laughs> My back is awesome. Well, one you don't thing, have I, a, you're not a hippie either. No, I'm you not. You are the farthest thing from. I, 
I agree with, with Wesleyan's initial assessment that Gruden, his honesty is appreciated. I like the idea that he came in kind of raw. But I would say this about Gruden. He's not off the hook either. He's done a poor job coaching this team from top to bottom. They brought him in to be a quarterback whisper of sorts. He's been ev- anything but that. Well, the biggest travesty is how hard Griffin is to watch. I mean, all this stuff off the field's one thing, but the fact that he's dropping back and then he just hops up in the air out of nowhere and he, you could tell he just is so uncomfortable about what he's seeing that this offense looks way better with Colt McCoy. Like, it's it's just not fun to watch. All right, we move on. We have to move on. We could do a whole show talking about the Redskins and that the circus be, that down there. That would be there. fun. We'll talk uh, about them on Thursday. Yeah, show. We'll, we'll continue <laughs> to talk about them. So anyway, uh, Buffalo, Western New York, to be specific. Well, I guess Buffalo would be more specific than Western New York. Let's just move forward. Uh, <laughs> there is a snowpocalypse going on, a snow catastrophe, snow catastrophe, snow rageous. Four feet of snow landed. Snow joke. Snow joke, bro. <laughs> wow. Four feet landed by Wednesday. Another several feet are expected before Saturday. This has paralyzed the region region, and also led to a no driving zone uh, in the whole area, which is keeping all the players trapped in their beautiful homes and condos. And some of the coaching staff, that made, including Doug Marone, that made it to the facility are bunkered down there. They couldn't leave if they wanted to. Though knowing how coaches work, they probably wouldn't want to leave anyway. And all this, all this is swirling around with a home game against the Jets scheduled for Sunday afternoon. And there is a lot of concern or a lot of uh, thinking that this game could be hard to get in because there's just a pound of snow on every inch of ground. It's a disaster. I think it was over 200,000 tons of snow they had to get rid of. And the, and the team was just made a statement that we've never dealt with this amount of snow. And that's even just talking about the four feet that's there now. Another foot or two are going to come. They've offered to pay people uh, game tickets and $10 an hour to help shovel them out, but it's it's uncharted territory. Yeah, nice uh, global warming gore. Well, hold one thing. (laughs) My grandparents grew up in that area, and I've been going there since I was a young little kid. And this isn't a shock to the people of Buffalo. This is a little bit more immense than anything they've seen, but... I went to school up there, and around August 12th, now let's say September 12th or so, the w- the wind starts to pick up, and the females vanish, and you don't see them <laughs> until late spring. And you they know, go they, in like a what, cave what? and literally hibernate. Yeah, because people just disappear no off the streets. Why they put on like burkas and things. you just see people coming by in huddled layers of clothing. Now this this issue may be of larger proportion, mm. uh, but the NFL's got enough money to dig themselves out of this. They can get this Ooh, I like what you up did by there. Sunday. They can. Good. Well, it's, it's going to cost a ton of money to, how, get to clean the place up. How it's much, not... first of all, are the Bills players uh, loving this? They're just hanging oh, out, eating, extra week. eating potato chips, yeah. getting into extracurricular activities. They don't even have to practice. Marone has just, just <laughs> said, well, <laughs> you know, they might have the munchies or whatever's going on. You know, Marone, meanwhile, sending the game plan through their iPads. Like, do you think yeah, it's right. like being intercepted think, by John Idzik's computer nerds in a room? I just can't imagine Bryce Brown. Bryce Brown's like, yeah, Real Housewives playbook. It's like, no, you're just hanging out. No, I want potato chips. First of all, you give, <laughs> you're giving John Idzik way too much credit to think that he would be able to steal transmissions like that. Idzik doesn't even know it's snowing right now. Is this Buffalo. the beginning of a New York Jets season that comes <laughs> back, back from the brink? They're going to win this week. 
and it has nothing to do with the snow apocalypse. Maybe this is the final embarrassment to this Jet season. You're going to get beat by a team that didn't even get to practice. Just like the Patriots going to get beat in the Super Bowl again. Snows Whatever, in New buddy. York, does the glacier grow in size? <laughs> Maybe. That's a good call. Uh, one f- interesting note, kind of funny note from Ed Werder before we move on. Uh, he tweeted today, Bill Polian told me yesterday the reason Ralph Wilson Stadium was built in Orchard Park was land was cheap because of the highest, highest accumulation of snow. So, you know, the bill comes due. <laughs> Sometimes the, the bill always comes due. All right, moving on. Uh, LeGarrette Blunt was released by the Pittsburgh Steelers this after Monday night uh, where he left the field uh, prematurely in the, in the midst of Le'Veon Bell's career night, the 200-yard night. Blunt did not get a single carry, left the field. This obviously led to a lot of internal consternation and ended with uh, the Steelers cutting Blunt on Tuesday and they move forward, and Marquise, uh, Marquise uh, Pouncey, I think, spoke for the whole team where, where he came. We're better. This is a blessing in disguise. Blunt was not a popular guy in that locker room. That's not going to do well for his free agent value when they say it's a blessing in disguise. This guy's <laughs> a known knucklehead. I mean, he was averaging about six carries a game, and they didn't make a rush to go get any veteran to replace him or anything. They don't have much behind them, behind Bell. They've got – what, Josh Harris, an undrafted guy, and Dre Archer, who Dre Archer has proven himself not to be a running back at this point for the most part. Remember early, like in training camp when in fantasy leagues, people were concerned about drafting Le'Veon Bell too early because LeGarrette Blunt was going to steal his carries mm. and his touchdowns? Yeah. Well, and, I don't think that was a shocking, terrible thing to think back in the summer. I, I do, relatively. Not that we knew Bell was going to be one of the best running backs in the league, but LeGarrette Blunt is a role player. And we, it's amazing that Bell now has come to the point where it's like, would you? Is there any other running back you would rather have for the next five years? I don't think there would no. be for me. Well, we know he'd that now. Number, but he'd be Blunt, number one on my list. Blunt ran Mine for too. almost 400 yards over two games. I mean, he looked good in New England's sure, offense but he, down the stretch. He was joining his third team, and he's one of the worst players on third downs, which you know limits his versatility of and anyone in the league. For his size, he's been one of the worst short yardage backs in the NFL since he entered the league. I think he'll get a job eventually, but teams weren't exactly clamoring to pick him up. Another malcontent running back also was shown the Oof. door. It's such a strong word. It's a little bit of a strong Poor guy. Word. Yeah. Dick qualifies. Uh, ben Tate was released by Mark's boys, the Browns. Uh, Tate had also fallen out of favor within uh, the, the coaching staff and also didn't seem to be a very popular guy in the locker room. So they said goodbye, Ben Tate, uh, after a long courtship in the offseason. That didn't work out. Uh, so he actually lands somewhere. He's claimed on waivers by the Minnesota Vikings. That happened on Wednesday afternoon. So Ben Tate looks like he will officially uh, replace Adrian Peterson or take his spot on the roster, perhaps indefinitely. Uh, your thoughts on this, Mark? It, well, it was one of those things where for weeks Tate had – you can go watch his pressers online, and there's just sort of this – prickly, ornery nonsense between him and the press, which means nothing. Maybe we don't care about that. That's tons of athletes. But when he was flushed out of there, some of those reporters who had talked to other players, like I saw one guy from the Associated Press, basically, and he he hadn't reported this before, but one player had told him a month ago, he said he won't be here for long. Like there was some seed and something growing here where Tate just wasn't fitting in, and probably especially in in the running back room where you couldn't tell who was going to get the carries these each guys, week. These guys got to be smarter, especially if you're a running back, know how they're treated as a dime a dozen. 
you, you, I guess if it's your disposition, you can't help who you are if you're going to be a guy that's a pain in the ass. But he did not – I mean, he, he left himself extremely vulnerable because once you're not contributing to the team, if you're not going to be a good guy in the locker room, why, why do they have any reason to hold on to you? Well, and one thing, since week five, 2.2 yards per carry. Yeah, like, he's not stood out as someone that was helping them at all, and he was awful against the Texans so what on is, Sunday. What is he the, stood out as one of the worst running backs in the league. He's so was, indecisive, and he's not going to make anyone but, miss. But, you know, he looked good with the Texans, I thought, it's in stretches. I, and but also, running backs – Running backs don't get better over the course of the season, really. They are what they are. They might get better in an off season, But this guy, he had a six-yard loss against the Texans. I've run slower in my nightmares when I kept falling down than he did trying <laughs> yeah, to beat J.J. Watt to the corner. They're not, the Vikings aren't getting a good running back here. It's strange, though, because not that we were, as a group, falling over ourselves saying what a great move by the Browns when they signed him, but I think a lot of people saw this as an upgrade in the Cleveland back, backfield. So what happened – from his time in Houston to Cleveland, where now he looks like a guy that can't even get it done in the NFL. You are a factory of sadness! Uh, you know, Zach, I would expect... Li- oh, it's not Zach, it's TD is taking the seat. Wow. What up, fellas? I was going to say, you know, I'd expect more from Zach, and I do. Well. <laughs> not from TD. <laughs> I keep it real. That is the way to know that TD is back when he drops the factory. Didn't we talk about Tate? TD I mean, just couldn't give up either. I, I do like that... I- He's kind of like I'm trying to think who's a, a quarterback who the backup's doing a little too well and TD gets back in there even before he's fully healthy again. <laughs> <laughs> You're limping around like Tony Romo right now. Hey man, got to be here, got to be back. <laughs> well, I think we've compared running backs to starting pitchers before in baseball. You you don't know how good his legs are, just like pitchers. You don't know how good their arms are. And Tate just didn't have it this year. Well, he got hurt the first game, so that that would be a good answer to yeah, your there question. You go. Yeah, he got hurt in game one, missed a month. And, uh, gentlemen, that's what's happening. Stick a fork in him. Here lies Christopher Theodore Wesley, who passed away Sunday after a long battle with ineffective prognostication. <laughs> Wes will be remembered for his smile, large collection of hats, and deep and lasting disgust for Eli Manning. In lieu of flowers... Please drink responsibly at Huckapoo's. It's over. My middle name is not Theodore. <laughs> I took a shot. I was it like, I, now. I was jogging my memory. I was like, did he ever tell me his middle name? But Theodore sounds right. Robert. Robert. Christopher Robert Wessling. Uh, Wes, this was a, a group decision. I don't want you to think that I'm just throwing you under the bus. Well, we're not three. literally killing you. It's just your picks for the season. You are ten decided. games out through week eleven. It seems. To be an impossible road to plow. Greg forked me last year. This year, you get the fork. All right. Your thoughts? We'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> do you believe you have a, a miraculous run in you? Of course in I your do. bones? Yeah. Mark, your thoughts? I like that you believe that. Why? If you didn't have that belief, then you would be the one to be forking yourself right now. But you're saying, we're going to get one of these forks wrong. We've now put you in the fork mix. Maybe we get you wrong. If I can cause Greg to write out a handsome check to a charity... That will make me feel good. Ooh, that's well. Your problem here is you're behind four different people. So what? You know, Dan, who's in first, yeah, maybe he'll struggle. The just for he'll fun. struggle, but maybe you can't catch up all four. Uh, I am two <laughs> games up. I am, excuse me, sorry, three games up on Greg. Uh, wow, two games Fourth up. Greg. Uh, yeah, close. Two games up on Patra and three on three on, on Sessler and ten on West. So I'm tied with the boss, and I told him I will let him win. <laughs> 
That's how you got that glowing review last week. This is how, it, this, is how this happens in this business. <laughs> that's why Dan wasn't at last Thursday's show. I don't yeah. like this, these pick standings. Listen, I uh, get with the program, served buddy. Ban, and now I'm back. <laughs> uh, so yes, all right, Wes. You say you will come. You'll rise from the dead, like like a phoenix. That's my plan, such as it was. I like it. All right, let's. Uh, that's the only fork for uh, this week, by the way. Seems a little shoehorned in, but we just need to get it in on the West. A Seems a little bit. contrived. A little bit. As far as I'm concerned. A little bit. <laughs> a little labored to little use labor. one of your terms. Yeah, a little labor, a little forced. <laughs> but sometimes these things, uh, that's how they come off. Uh, we Next week, though, we will be forking actual teams. And, uh, of course, I guess we'll check in on Wes's proclamation, see if maybe he does start to get back into it. Now let's play some games. Live from Culver City, California, it's America's favorite game show. What's more likely? The gold standard. They took away his body, but they can't take away his spirit. <laughs> He's with us always. You be. literally kicked him out of the room, TD. Is he even back even there? there Did See, you send him down to edit something? He's actually down below sweeping the carpets. We can't even <laughs> see <laughs> right now. He's shining his shoes. So he came untrue. back with TD's shine so box. so The gold stand is my boy. He has other stuff to do. He was helping out. You know? TD, everything that we do reveals character. <laughs> <laughs> or lack of it. Goldman is great for helping me out for the first 15 minutes of the show. All right. Did you meet social media Mike, by the way, to your right? He's the re. Come on, guys. <laughs> he flushed your TD. Just seeing him. Hey, what's up, Mike? All right. Yeah. Look at yeah. this. Why yeah. You want to ask him what his favorite route tree is or something? No. <laughs> route concept, bro. Route concept. Yeah. Um, social media, Mike, by the way, is teaching. You missed this part of the podcast. He's teaching us how to take over the internet in a, in a deeply kind of a little bit of a, a dirty way. We're playing a little dirty pool, but that's all. We want to get that cheddar. We want to get paid. We want to get more likes. We want to get more awards, more money. This isn't new, by the way. If you remember the K-Rich era of producing, she pushed she pushed through that Stitcher Award pretty yeah. hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she did push that <laughs> Stitcher Award right out <laughs> of our grasp. That? I don't know where it is. Where is that? Thing? There was a physical award handed out for that feat on our part, winning that, so. right? It's right. so inside right now. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm a big fan of the name Social Media Mike. I like it. Okay. Yeah. It's good. It's original. Uh, and uh, here we go. So this is what's more likely. It's a pretty easy game to figure out. Uh, I'm going to throw out two possibilities to the to the room, and then I'm, uh, you guys are going to tell me what's more likely of those two possibilities. So let's start. What's more likely? Robert Griffin III keeps his job beyond the season, or Rex Ryan keeps his job beyond the season. I'm giving it, dropping a hammer right off the. To bat. clarify, you mean they would what, the, the the other option would be they would not even be with the team anymore if you're if you're RG three. Why are you trying to get my paper? No I wanted you to repeat paper. the question. I was going to re- re- reread it again. It wasn't really RG three keeps his job beyond 2014. <laughs> What's it listening? That's good. It's a, okay, I got actually, the I always suspected it, but now it's coming in. <laughs> Just that one time. I mean, you know, right, RG3 are... beyond 2014 or Rex Ryan beyond 2014 in their current jobs. Okay. What were you saying, Mark? It's, it's, uh, this, let's just continue on. I think that right now Rex Ryan is better at his job than RG3 that's, is. That's not answering the question. <laughs> 
RG3, I'll answer. RG3 is much more likely to be with the Redskins. I would than agree Rex with Ryan. that. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go against that. the grain here and say Rex Ryan. Ooh. I'm with you, Wes. I think Rex Ryan has a chance. I think if Rex, pull this out if of Rex gets six wins, oh. maybe seven wins, and RG3 plays like this for another five weeks and then has a $16 million roster uh, and salary due next year, I think the Redskins are going to say, you know, smell you later, buddy. Peace. <laughs> well, this might be a push, but we have to pick something. What did you pick? I went with Rex being gone, but I mean, there's there's outstanding logic for I, both people not being with their teams. I don't think it's year. close because I don't think Rex has any realistic chance at this point, barring like winning the rest of the games, which I just don't see happening at all. What are they going to think? Oh, okay, next year is the year Rex Ryan finally figures out there's an offensive side of the ball too. Like that, that's not going to change. He could use a quarterback, by the way. Well, he by could the use way, an offensive coordinator. Like, he could have a plan. Yeah. He could do something that would fix half of the side. You know, half of the sport. The ultimate Jet fan nightmare, by the way is Rex going somewhere else that, where a real quarterback is entrenched and someone on the other side of the ball that can coach that position, and he wins the Super Bowl and is like the biggest celebrity in America in sports. He not only wins the Super Bowl, but has a 15-year stretch like Bill Belichick. Oh, God. I got one for you. Rex Ryan takes over Gruden's job in Washington and takes RG3 to the playoffs. Whoa! <laughs> That's good. Well, just spun that question on its ear. He really did. <laughs> Is that was that a Sessler? Do you think that will happen? I just like the concept of it. Okay. Still waiting for that Tom Brady trade or whatever was going on. It's gonna happen. <laughs> What's more likely? The Detroit Lions flame out and miss the playoffs, or the Cowboys flame out and miss the playoffs. Uh, two teams, I believe, are seven and three. Is that correct? That's correct. I, my first instinct is the Cowboys, but then I, the Lions go to the pay. Go to New England this week. Mm. Nobody wins in New England. And they finish the season in Green Bay. Nobody wins in Green Bay. So that's two losses right there. But the uh, the games in between, that that's fair. I don't expect them to win either one of those. But the games in between, three home games against tomato cans, Bears, Bucks, Vikings in a row. I don't know if the Bucks are going to be a tomato can down the stretch. And then they go to the Bears. That's, so right. that's a nice schedule. Cowboys missed the playoffs. All right, I'm let's saying. look at the – because I think all of us think deep down the Cowboys are going to miss the playoffs potentially. Let, let me just take a look at their schedule. They have – coming off their bye at Giants. Mark, we're going to play the game where you decide who wins or loses. At Giants. This is the Cowboys? Yes. Uh, they're going to win. Eight and three. Home to Eagles. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Lose. Eight and four. At Bears. Win. Nine and four. At Eagles. Win. Ten and four. Home to Colts. Lose. Ten and five at Redskins. They're gonna lose. Ten and six. They'll <laughs> probably make the playoffs anyway. But I love that they would blow the game against the Redskins in week seven. Ten and six might not be good enough. Maybe could, not. Could be a tie. That is a really tough one. Thanks. I'm gonna say the Cowboys are more likely. What to did miss you say? Playoffs. I did not pick yet, and I this this is a great pairing. It's one oh, one's thanks. gonna eat up the other. I Wink say on fire Detroit. <laughs> Detroit misses the playoffs. All right. Learn how to score more than 14 points. How about it? Bang. What's more likely? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers win the NFC South, or Greg's adolescent angst band, Delaware, reunites and scores a top 10 hit with the emo single, Hurt Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it was not emo or goth at all. It was more of a mix between, like, they might be giants and, oh, no. you know... I don't know. There, there Alt was, rock? It's more like indie stupidity. There was more revelations, by the way, downstairs today. Greg did not play an instrument. He called it an instrumental band at first and then <laughs> revealed that he was the singer and did not play an instrument. 
So he's either not doing anything. I said I was not the lead singer necessarily because a lot of different people sang. But that, yeah. Would you play the triangle? Yeah, little things like that. You know. What? Uh, <laughs> again, I will implore the readership or the listenership if you could track down Delaware. They were a band based out of Western Massachusetts. <laughs> they played some talent shows. A lot of it was videotaped by the mothers of one of the people in the band, the drummer, I believe. That's out there somewhere. Is it out there? A band called Delaware with Greg is the leadish singer. The, they might be giants mixed with the Dead Milkman. I would say would really Christ. be the. We got to get this thing. Skater boys. Anyway, for the answer, I, I'm going to go with. <laughs> that the band has a better chance to get back together. The Bucks are done, but we haven't even begun to get into the part of Greg's life where there's the, 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 the pollings of the midlife crisis, and he still knows the name of the other people in the band, and he's Ooh. talked about them as like an old friend. I could see... That's a they, deep well to tap right, into they, But well. they start connecting, Fatherhood. and I'm not saying it's going to happen next week, but yes, they're going to get back together. Greg's going to do his crooning, and this goth outfit is going to rise. We once uh, at a hurts. talent show under a different name saying, uh, did we're not going to take it? Big God, time. You guys are like, on the edge. <laughs> Listen to the nostalgia. <laughs> I know there's that's too many. He- that's helping me with my pick here. There you go. The nostalgia in his voice. And Mark's right. Greg's only 35. He has another five, ten years before. Of his life? Well, before midlife crisis <laughs> oh, and okay. before, you know, maybe the fact that L.A. is kind of vapid. Mm-hmm. creeps mm. into his thoughts and he's looking for something more meaningful and a return to his music roots. I could see that happening. I'm, I go- I'm going with the Bucks. This ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Lovey Smith. Josh McCown going to Chicago this week. They're angry. I just want to hear the cringeworthy acoustic ballad about uh, Greg's daughter. That would definitely be <laughs> in the back end of the album. That would be great. What's more likely? Antonio Brown breaks Marvin Harrison's single-season reception record. He's on pace for 141. The record is 143. Or DeMarco Murray sets a single-season rushing record. He's on pace for 1973. The record is 2105. This one's easy for me. Antonio Brown is more likely. He gets five every game. In most games, he gets nine or ten. I have to echo that. I mean, it's the rushing thing. We're, we're talking about a running back who's on fire, but is he, can he miss a game or two? That would end that right away. I have a bit of a Sessler. He doesn't reach eighteen hundred. I think he is gonna. They've just given him the ball too much. He's yeah. gonna get hurt. I'd go. I'd go with you guys as well. We all agree. That's no fun. Can't all be home runs. What's more likely? Someone gives a <laughs> what Antrol Roll says has to say, or someone gives a <laughs> about what Tiki Barber has to say. Oh, I definitely care more what Tiki Barber has. Just to some say. background. Tiki came out and said Tom Coughlin should be fired. Again, he came out and said something negative about the Giants. Antro Roll, for the third year in a row, Connor Orr uh, told me this morning, has come out and said the Giants, in November, has come out and said the Giants will run the table and make the playoffs. I go Tiki because he's far removed from his playing career and is still getting people to ask him questions and pay him money. There's no proof at all that once Antro Roll is done with his Giants career that anyone's going to care what he has to say. Greg? Well, we did post on both of them today. You did, Why? You, you did a funny one. Well, Eli Manning's response was pretty funny to the Tom Coughlin bit that Tiki Barber said. He said, that's nice of him. It's, it's always good to hear from old Tiki. That speaks more <laughs> like to our little, operation than this? to either of those two clowns. Oh, and they, yeah, then they asked him, you know, if it's a distraction when a former teammate uh, asked for the coach to be fired. And Eli responded, I think it depends on your opinion of that player. Judy Batista had a great oh. hammer drop. She said, that was a sledgehammer wrapped in velvet from Eli Manning. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, I think Antro Roll, just by virtue of being on the team still, carries a little more. I, I give a little bit more of an S 
than that. But both both are equally annoying in my eyes. I'm disturbed that no one else has followed through on my moratorium. No more Antrell roll posts or Kerry Williams well, or Bernard Pollard. Connor Orr, by the way, was apprehensive when we were chatting on uh, Hip Chat this morning about whether to do the post because I think he knew that this might lead to you being disappointed in him, Wes. I like Connor Orr. He's doing a great job, but that's, uh, <laughs> that's strike one. <laughs> <laughs> What's more likely? Adrian Peterson is a member of the Minnesota Vikings in 2015, or Taylor Swift is arrested mm. on felony meth possession with the intent to distribute in 2015. I go Taylor who's, Swift. Who's Taylor Smith? Swift? Come on, Wes, Wes don't do that. Don't even try that. Don't even try that. I wish you weren't a liar. <laughs> Wes, I know you're playing I know this. she's a country songstress who writes a lot of breakup songs. There you go. There you go. She will she definitely seems to break up well, like technically, every six months. That's pretty good, Wes. Technically, the way the question is worded, I mean, he will be a Minnesota Viking for parts of 2015. Okay. He's not off of his suspension until... I, April, think, so. I think he means like week one, the right? Season, but I, mean, I, I'm just saying by the letter of the law. Semantics, yeah. I say more likely Peterson plays for the Vikings. Ian's report last week or the last few days seemed to sound like the Vikings had tested the waters and feel like their fans want him back. I felt like that was this year, though, while they're just trying to win a few games and they don't have to mm. start out. And they've already paid him his money, essentially. And next year he's due $10 million, and I think he's gone. I'm going well, Taylor Swift involved in the drug trade. Plus, Ben Tate's going to you know, really light up the league. You the think it's more year. likely that Taylor Swift does meth? No, she doesn't really, does no, it. She's it's selling it. with the intent oh, to distribute I would wow. say she probably, and I don't want to you know, step out of bounds here, she probably already has sold it. <laughs> well, yeah, you usually you do it for a while before you get caught. I would think she almost has like a Walter White empire going on, and it's all funded with her amazing pop career. I like how you preface that with, I don't want to step out of bounds here. <laughs> well, I'm not claiming to know. But of I course, don't, but my sense would just we, say. We have, we have, you all right, CD? Get Zach back in here. Jeez. I probably need him back in here. Way we, too much going on. Just, by Carry the way, on, guys. just so everyone knows, we have no... We have no proof or evidence that Taylor Swift is involved with drugs at all. Just to say that. Rumor innuendo. Yeah, yeah, it's good to put that disclaimer out there. All right, now, TD. What's more likely? The Colts successfully talked themselves into Trent Richardson as a Super Bowl running back, or the Cardinals successfully talked themselves into Drew Stanton as a Super Bowl quarterback. Whichever one doesn't involve Trent Richardson doing well. Mm. What I'll do you take... mean by talk into? Like they actually believe it. They oh, believe the Colts that believe happen. that, yeah. Who believes it more in their at, hearts? At this point, I don't think the Colts believe it anymore. How could they? They believed it maybe going into this offseason, but after seeing this body of work again, I think that Arian Stanton Cardinals, they believe it. I agree. They're true believers. Yeah. 100% of Bruce Arians believes Stanton can win a Super Bowl. I think 98% does, but deep down in the back of that kangle, he knows he's done. Nah, he's got too much swag. Yeah, but that's how you'd feel about Carson Palmer, too. We've got a great uh, we've got a great piece up on the uh, the site. Chris Wessling gave it the highest recommendation possible, and it is really three good. Three stars. Uh, Michael Silver's uh, piece on Bruce Arians, NFL.com slash Cardinal Rule. How about you know we promoted someone else for once? That's Silver, a first. In my opinion, one of the best people writing about football right now in the game. One of the best in the game for sure. That's good. I do uh, throw out some compliments to other people as well. Makes us seem humble. Well, just, it will make you feel good inside, Dan. <laughs> Calling yeah. yourself humble doesn't make you make you feel humble. Yeah, and social media Mike has done it. Just ask anyone. Job. I'm the most humble guy in the, in the entire league. 
or whatever. Oh, you're not allowed to say <laughs> who that. Who said that? Whose line was that? I'm just can't say that. <laughs> Wait, who said that? I know, and I'm just no, para- paraphrasing. For John. For John. All right. No, I can't Shadowy 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 all right, all right. We move forward. And that takes us to Thursday Night Football, gentlemen, where we have an AFC West preview uh, showdown between the Kansas City Chiefs and Oakland Raiders. The Chiefs, winners of seven of eight and five straight, tied for first in the division against the Raiders, who are 0-10, uh, still looking for that win. Chris Wessling, I ask you, the mailman, is there any chance the Raiders finally get in the win column in prime time. Well, on one hand, there is trap game potential. Mm. The Chiefs are coming off a home victory over the Super Bowl champions. They Sell got it. Up, they got up for that game. <laughs> Give me them ratings. Next week, <laughs> Sunday night football playing for first place against the Denver Broncos, the other Super Bowl team. So the Raiders are the game in the middle. There's some trap game here. But then when you break this down, all the matchups are in the Chiefs' favor. Every single matchup, especially the Chiefs haven't allowed a rushing touchdown since last year's playoffs. And the Raiders are the worst rushing team in the last 60 years. That's Which, the one. Wait, how do you mean the worst rushing team? Just you they feel average, that because you're 60 years old, you've seen all the teams, or they average 63 <laughs> yards per game, which is the worst in the NFL since the 1946 Lions. Ooh. M- McFadden and Jones Drew are averaging 1.86 yards per carry the last three games. And I look at like Derek Carr, wow. who I think got off to a real nice start for this team. Obviously, couldn't be involved in a more chaotic offense at this point. And here's the thing. You give a rookie quarterback who has a lot of nice traits, zero running game, where he's on his heels, they get stuck in way too many three and outs, and you're going up against the best passing defense in Kansas City in the league right now. I I don't see a way out for Oakland minus some kind of crazy turnover action or something that's just hyper unusual. The Chiefs are like like the guy in your fantasy league who got off to a slow start, so you kind of forgot about him. And you're you're doing your thing, and this guy kept chipping away and winning weeks, and all of a sudden he's bam, he knocks you out of the playoffs because you never paid him any attention. We're still not paying attention to the Chiefs. They're playing just about as good as anybody for two and a half months now. Let's start giving the Chiefs love, but they're not going to get any love even after this game because they're going to be expected to beat the Raiders. But eight out of nine and six in a row if they take care of business here. Well, they win ugly. They don't win throwing. That the doesn't ball. matter. That's no, that, but that's why they're not getting attention. I've been saying I love this team because they max out on their potential. I mean, things are things are crazy right now in Kansas City. Andy Reid is winning with a running game, which is pretty creative. You know, they're getting DeAnthony Thomas in the mix. Jamal Charles is back to being one of the two or three best running backs in the league. The running game, stopping the run, as you mentioned, and like no passing. And I knew. Something was a little crazy this year when Andy Reid made one of the best challenges of the year <laughs> last week. That's when you know the Chiefs are happening because Andy Reid's the worst at that, and he turned the whole game around last week against Seattle with that challenge in the fourth quarter. If Coach of the Year voters are against uh, middle-aged men that wear Kangol hats, mm. Andy Reid could win this thing. He could. He I've won't. He of... won't because it's just Bruce Arians' words. But he would be my number two. Yeah, but strong I, number I two. specifically said if the voting contingent <laughs> – Disliked men that, <laughs> right. that wore Kangol hats and well they were in the middle age range. That's why That's fair. I threw Reed out there. I've been slow to board this Chiefs train, but last week's game convinced me that not only are they for real, but I would not be surprised if they beat the Broncos for AFC West. Ooh. I would not. I think they're Hot a better. Team. They play together as a team than the Broncos. They have an identity, and I'm not sure if the Broncos do. Right. Are they the type of team, though, if they get into the playoffs, that we can trust them to rail off three wins? Or are they a one-and-done type of deal? I just There's something about them that feels incomplete, but they're tough. Their defense is better than I thought it was. Yep. And Sean Smith 
is having a Pro Bowl year. Ron Parker is having a breakout year at cornerback. Justin Houston and Tom Bali are back to being one of the best. Don Terry Poe's making Don plays Terry lately. Don Terry Poe's a, a Pro Bowler this year. They're, the guy Josh Muaga. Well, you guys just, like li- just listed 12 people, so they must be doing pretty well here. <laughs> well, they're second only to the Lions in, in points per game, yeah. I think. And defense they have the top. first pass. Number one pass defense and haven't allowed a rushing TD all year. That's pretty good. They're a team, though, that I think they're good enough to be in any game and they're bad enough to keep bad teams in any game. So I think this could be close. You know what I mean? They play that style. All right, so the three of us took the Chiefs. Sessler took the Raiders. No, I did not. That is not accurate. I would never do that. Yeah, across the board, Chiefs. Let's see if the Raiders can shock the world. And that does it for another episode of the Around the NFL podcast. Uh, Great show today, guys. And uh, thank you to everyone uh, for listening to the show, we will be back on Thursday night with another great episode. We're going to recap that Thursday night football game. Maybe the Raiders will have a win by then. Who knows? And we'll do a preview of all the Sunday games. So tune in for that. This is Dan Hansa signing off for Mark Sessler, the mailman, the boss, the TD behind the glass. And don't forget about Gold Standard, social media Mike, and Z Drizzle. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.